Welcome to Beyond the Resumes, a career and professional development platform designed for you, the modern global professional. My name is Jerry Wan, and I invite you to join me every day as we learn from leaders from various industries representing the entire world. They'll share with us both their worst and best advice and a book that inspires them daily. Be sure to join our newsletter at beyondtheresumes.com, follow us on social media at Beyond the Resumes, and share this with a friend, classmate, or colleague. Thank you so much for tuning in, and here now is today's guest. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Beyond the Resumes. Wherever you are, whenever you may be listening to this, we wish you safety and health and happiness in career and life in all that you do. Really excited to have my guest on today. He is Joseph Choi, the founder of TechPod, and he is on his way to an amazing career in Silicon Valley after his graduation from uh, University of Michigan, a place that I love and a place that I have called home myself. Uh, really excited to learn from an amazing human being who cares about helping his fellow peers find their careers that they love and find ways to thrive at it. Hey, Joseph, welcome to the show. Hey, Jerry. Thanks for having me. How, how are things in Michigan? It's all right. It's all right. I mean, people are crazy, um, but, you know, with COVID and everything, here's my roommate, Jason, with me Jerry. right here. <laughs> hey, Jason. <laughs> Jason should get his own episode. Um, yeah, he should. He's been on a number of other, other podcasts. He definitely um, should, yeah. Yeah, he's actually made this logo here for our other podcast. Yep, yep. So Joseph, tell us about yourself. Um, how did you end up starting this newsletter that's now got thousands of listeners and you've built yourself quite a presence on LinkedIn? Um, share with us a little bit more about Joseph Choi. Yeah, sure. Well, um, I am a senior at the University of Michigan. I'm an econ major. Um, and I think a lot of my fellow econ majors and other like non-technical, non-CS non-computer science majors can relate to the feeling of kind of being pressured to or kind of expected to go into like a few careers like investment banking and consulting come to mind um and i think that as you know i just never really wanted it, those like careers never really just appealed to me um and after last summer i got an internship at salesforce which is a tech company uh, but in a non-technical role, I think I kind of realized that, hey, you don't need to. It, there isn't this dichotomy of you have to be a programmer in the tech world or you have to be a banker in the non-tech world. There, there's plenty of business roles within the tech industry. Um, and I think I just wanted to share that story with other people. Um, and I just started talking about it on LinkedIn and people resonated. And yeah, so we've we've built out this community um, from zero to about 5,000, 5,500 or more uh, in the past couple of months. And it's been really cool. We just invite people from the business side of tech who actually made it into these jobs. And we just invite them out to these events and um, really show other people um, what's possible in, in the tech world from like non-technical backgrounds. That's awesome. And, and I resonate. The argument is still out there if one ever did or does consider we work a technology company or not. Um, <laughs> but having served in a non-technical role at a potentially non-technical company, but still a, a very a popular startup at the time. Yeah, you're right. There is a need for people to figure out, you know, you know and, and I played a, uh, a leadership role within the sales side. Right. So even in those roles, it's like, well, I don't I'm not a coder. I don't have experience. I'm not a designer. 
but how do I fit in, right? How do I help the business grow? How do I use my business skills or just human skills to help that business grow? And, you know, and this is a, a great topic, especially in school, whether you're recruiting an undergrad or in graduate level, when people say tech or finance or marketing, there needs to be a discussion between or a difference between is it the function or is it the industry, right? Because if you happen to go do marketing for Goldman Sachs, like you're in the marketing field, but in the finance industry, right? So um, I think a lot of times people get confused or at least just simply it's a it's a binary choice. So like if you're in tech, you must be some sort of a technology person. So thanks for that. Joseph, what is the worst career life advice you've ever heard in your life? Did you believe in it at the time? And why don't you believe in it anymore? Yeah, I think it, I don't think it was like one singular piece of advice, but I think it was a sentiment over years. Um, it was a sentiment that you just have to put your head down and work hard. Um, I think that I think a lot of um, actually a lot of Asian American like immigrant mindset is kind of geared towards this idea that you have to just work hard, and it comes from the uh, it, it comes from a place where, you know, as an immigrant, it's everything is like very high risk. Like your risks are elevated. Like if you want to start a business, that's such a big risk as an immigrant. You could lose everything and not be able to support your family. So like, you know, as a first generation immigrant, it's totally understandable. But, um, you know, like once you've um, gone down a couple generations, like it doesn't apply as much um i think that um you know i i was i was taught by i i don't want to say like any particular person but in general i think i was just raised with the mentality that you you just work hard you just become you know you find a stable career um and if you just work really hard then you'll succeed um i think that i i kind of missed out on the whole uh, just like relationship building and just like finding your passion and like thinking about uh, things in a more nuanced way. I 100% agree. And there's probably a lot of people nodding their heads and, and or, or screaming with agreement wherever they may be listening to us, Joseph, because I, I, you're exactly right. You know, our, our parents, we love them. They sacrifice so much for us. And it's immigrants and other people, marginalized people all across the world that we're trying to level up from their dedication, their sacrifice so that we can pursue something better and greater, Right. And for many of our folks who've immigrated from different countries, myself included, you know, they're trying to raise us not only in a new environment, in a new country, in a new culture, but in a completely different generation. And so, you know, there's this double layer of mindset shift that needs to happen. And because they've been so focused on surviving and not necessarily getting the higher education in the States or participating in the corporate or, uh, you know, work culture to no fault of their own they are sharing with us what they believe to be the right way, which worked for them and their friends as they were growing up. Um, and that's why I think it's so important uh, for people like you to have started this newsletter and to make connections with your fellow peers to make people feel a little bit less alone because I've certainly heard that. And I know that so many of our listeners and our friends have heard that as well. Let, let's flip to the best advice you've ever gotten. Um, how do you go from you know, being told that and to keep your head down all the time and, and into pursuing your own path? What, who taught you and then what was sort of that advice? Yeah, I think um I think actually a lot of it came from just the summer. Like this okay, this summer has been pretty wild, but um one of the things that happened was uh I just 
I don't know if it was just me uh, or if it was just the environment that I was in. I think a lot of it had to do with the environment that I was in because uh, I interned at Salesforce and I I had this mentor at Salesforce. Uh, shout out to Rachel. Uh, she just really taught me that just just how like how relationships work in in the in your career. Like uh, for example, <clears throat> like I was. I was trying to reach out to executives in in the uh, in the organization. So I was I reached out to the CEO, the CFO, a couple of COOs, and like some like VPs. And like I I, I like we I was organizing this pitch competition because uh, I wanted to create like a startup pitch competition for the interns at Salesforce, and I wanted the executives to judge it. And I was just thinking, okay, I'll, I'll just like email some executives. Uh, but Rachel like really sat me down and was like, hey, like you're an intern, you have to like, think about your role, what and then think about them, like, why would they come to you? Uh, like, why would they help you? Um, what's in it for them? And what's in it for you? And think about those, those motivations and those relation, those stake, like stakeholder relationships. Um, so I think when it comes down, to, comes down to it, I think I, the advice was pretty much just like, think about the motivations of everyone involved in any situation, and that will help you approach it in a more tactful way that will be mutually beneficial for everyone. So in that situation, she really just told me like, um, think about why they would want to get involved. It's because yep. of ego when you think about it. Like everyone mm -hmm. has an ego, everyone like, wants to feel useful and especially when you're in such a high position you you naturally kind of like want to you want to give back you want to help but you also want to feel feel that your uh that the your presence or whatever you're giving is oh, useful right so in the yeah. email you know i just i just mentioned you know like wow i you know, some some of you some you might call it like sucking up, but um, you know, I just like recognize like, hey, like, uh, Mister, Mrs. Executive, like you've been really involved with uh the COVID uh you know response um within Salesforce, and I really admire this. We're creating a pitch competition um that's themed around the future of work, and I think that your voice would be really valuable in this in the situation to hundreds of interns that are involved um, and just kind of like framing it in a way that considers everyone's perspective and motivations. That's amazing. That's great. Excellent. Excellent insight. You know, know your audience, know who you're talking to and you know, what's in it for them, you know, as a creator of a newsletter and a platform like you, and as we're here doing on the show, you know, if we just focus on things that Joseph and Jerry want to talk about, it might make us feel good, but we also always have to consider what are, why are people subscribing? Why are people tuning in every day? And, and why are people reading your newsletter and, and connecting with you on LinkedIn? Because, because, they something get, because they get something out of it, right? And um, you as a content producer and the owner and, and the voice of that, um, we're doing a really good job of always thinking about what the end consumer or the listener or the subscriber is needing from you. Um, you've done a lot of cool stuff, man. Um, you've been through a lot in your life. You've, you've built this great community. What is the best Joseph Choi piece of advice you want to share with not just your fellow peers or for other folks uh, who want to aspire to follow in the footsteps that you've uh, paved the way? 
<laughs> sure, that's a that's an interesting way to phrase the question. I don't think I've been through that much, but I think that's kind of the theme of my advice. I think that um, you don't you don't really know your passion. I think this advice is geared towards students, but like you really don't know your passion. Uh, if you think your passion is to become a doctor or your passion is to work in tech, like dig a little bit deeper than that. Like what what actually is it? And if you don't know that layer deeper, that's fine. Like I, I still don't really know what I'm passionate about. I think there's a couple of things where I have a hunch. Like I think I'm really passionate about um, empowering people, giving people confidence. Um, and I'm interested in the tech industry. I'm interested in writing. but I don't think you can be passionate about the tech industry. That just doesn't make sense. Like, are you passionate about investment making? I don't know. I, I, I'm, I find that a little <laughs> bit hard to believe, but <laughs> like, <laughs> but I think that um, it's okay to not have a passion. I think people say that they're passionate about investment banking because they feel the pressure because, you know, in yeah. America, everyone has to have a passion, but you know, I don't think that you have to at this young of an age. Uh, I think that, so my advice is just go out and try everything. Try literally everything. If you have an idea, like last year, I, I was like, uh, I wonder what it would be like to be an e-commerce business business owner. Um, like, I wonder what's that what that's like. So I just did it. And the first time I tried, I lost like $300. Second time I tried, I made a little bit of money. Like, that, not that much, but I learned a ton. Um, and, you know, I just just try stuff. Um, and I got one step closer to finding my passion. I know that I'm not super passionate about e-commerce, but I thought it was fun. And there were some aspects of it that I really enjoyed. And that kind of shaped um, my eventual um, understanding of hopefully in the future, I, I will find my passion. But I think that's a, it's an ever evolving thing. 100%, man. I think there's this unnecessarily ridiculous pressure from society and from family to have your life figured out when you're 18 or when you're 21 or whatever uh, age you might be at. And dude, like take it from this 37 year old who is now probably on his like third or fourth career trying different things. And I think at the core of it, it's not the thing that I am passionate about. It's the impact that I'm passionate about, which is to help people mm. and which is to help people find their own voice and live authentic lives. And for now it lives in the form of a podcast and the newsletter and other things that I'm doing. But um, at one point, it was helping people find homes. And at one point, it was going back to graduate school. And so give yourself grace. You know, if, if one were to write a book about anybody, particularly um, if you're a young person still in school, um, as an adult, let's say, like like your book's not even in chapter one, right? Like if you haven't graduated yet, like you haven't literally. And then so think about any of the books that you've read. Like you actually don't know how the book's going to end if you read chapter one, right? So you know, that's, I think, a, a good segue uh, for me to ask you the next question, Joseph, which is, what is the most impactful book that you've read in your life and something that you'd like to share with other people? Yeah, I, I think that my favorite book is, uh, and I think this relates a lot to the things that we've been talking about, but it's called Shoe Dog by Phil Knight. He's the founder of Nike. And it just talks about how he... Uh, started out, you know, importing shoes from Japan. He just went over to Japan and uh, just like, I think the theme of that book is really like fake it till you make it. Um, and 
not not in a bad way, but just in a way that in in a like confidence kind of way, right? Like he was just some kid selling selling shoes in his out of his the trunk of his car, but he went to Japan and he uh he was like, "Oh, hey, I'm the founder of uh XYZ company." And like it, there was actually no company, it was just him. Um but he he just went in there and acted like he owned the place and uh you know with respect of course but um i think that that book like really inspired uh that attitude of just just taking myself a little bit more seriously not taking my i don't know if that's the right way to word it but just making i think i think respecting myself a little bit more um and actually like the the following summer after I read that book, I was in Hong Kong for an internship and I actually did almost the same thing. I was creating this clothing brand with my friends and I actually went out and talked to suppliers and manufacturers. Um, and I was like, I went in there and I was like, hey, like I'm the founder, I'm the co-founder of Unforeseen Clothing and um, we'd like to launch, we're, you know, we're the hottest brand in University of Michigan. We'd like to make you our exclusive supplier. Um, and we're talking to a couple other suppliers, like, uh, what, what do you think about this? And we, I, you know, I just negotiated with them, found the best prices, found the best like um, custom prints and stuff. And yeah, it, I think that was such a big like confidence booster for me, you know? Like I was 20 years old and I felt like I was just, you know, a, a kid who didn't know anything. I, I was a kid who didn't know anything, but I acted like, I knew what I was doing, and eventually I just kind of figured it out. Awesome, man! I love the book myself. Um, if you're if you're a sports fan, if you are a sneakerhead, um, I think we've all either um, have owned Nike apparel or are definitely familiar with the company. So good reading, and I listened to it on audiobook as I was on these long drives. Also, a good idea to listen to it, especially when it's storytelling. It's easy easy to listen to, and um, not too much note taking there. Joseph, thanks for making time for us today. Uh, it's been great getting to know you through an amazingly interesting yet opportunistic 2020. Uh, really proud of what you've built and uh, really excited to see where you're going to take this and, and looking forward to the day that we can hang out in person whenever that may be. So please stay home. Don't do anything stupid so we can all hang out in person yes. safely sooner. You can find Joseph on LinkedIn, where he's extremely active. Uh, just search Joseph Choi. You can find him on Twitter as well, at Joseph K. Choi. All those links will be in the show notes or wherever you are listening to this. You'll find the links there. And subscribe to his TechPod newsletter. And it's available on Substack. And it's techpod.substack. Again, that link will be in the show notes. And um, if you're a student, if you are somebody trying to find their way, and in particular, if you are somebody who didn't think that you had any business going into the technology industry because of your lack of technical expertise. Connect with Joseph and learn from his newsletters and his team and his fellow peers on ways that they've navigated that landscape. Um, there's certainly a lot of opportunity for non-technical people uh, to help grow the business and to make a great influence in that um, part of the industry. So uh, thanks again. Stay safe out there. Um, it's getting cold out there in Michigan. So stay warm, stay safe. And uh, we'll talk to you soon, Joseph. Thanks again for making time. Thanks,